Father in heaven, we thank you that we can sing praises to you. We've come into your family. Let us live that out well, that you would be our life. Thank you for each person here today. And as we look at your word, think about what it means. Use it and use your spirit to speak into our lives. Thank you for all we've been able to do and encourage one another and help one another out today in Jesus' name. We love you. We're so glad you're part of our life. It's such a privilege to have you here today, and the folks and people that have brought you. Thank you so much for bringing those kids. We're looking forward to them growing and following in the Lord Jesus Christ. So with this new year, uh, just a few things just to uh, get us going this morning and kind of warm us up a little bit to the service. I have just some New Year's thoughts for you this morning. The first is this. Where can you go to practice your math on New Year's Eve? Times Square. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, somebody got that right. Why do you need a jeweler on New Year's Eve? To ring in the new year. Why should you put your 2023 calendar in the freezer? to start the new year in a cool way. <laughs> What's a New Year's resolution? Something that goes in one year and out the other. <laughs> wow, I got some winners this time. You don't know any of these. This is great. So yesterday I saw the cartoon of Garfield, you know, the cat Garfield the cat. He's uh, lying on his back as he does numerous times. And he says this, oops, I forgot to exercise today. That's the 365th time this year. <laughs> He's so good at that. Okay, so here's some cartoons for you just to get you going a little bit. Maybe you know this one already. <laughs> or maybe you tried that last night. <laughs> All right, here's the next one. Maybe for you, you've already broken them already for this morning, huh? Okay, here's another one. Let's keep this going here. Uh-huh. Yeah, we all know that one, right? Yeah, I will not eat a donut this year, right? All right, so how about this one? tell you this, this year can be different. With the Lord's help, this year can be different. And maybe this one. Wouldn't that be nice? May all your troubles last as long as your New Year's resolution. That would be nice. Well, you can call them whatever you want. You can call them resolutions. You can call them decisions, declarations, disciplines, opportunities, plans, pledges, promises, 
virtues, vows, or movements, or things I need to do, or things I don't need to do. I think we would all agree that we need something to guide us through the year in 2023. Something that we can shoot for, something that we can hopefully attain so that we move forward in our life. You know, the sports world has those sorts of things. In football, it's called what? The end zone, the goal line. That's the goal, to get there. They don't go out there in the college games last night, which both of them were incredible. You watch those games, you know, they're not out there going, well, you know, I mean, I hope we make it to the, you know, 10-yard line. They're going, we got to get to the end zone. This is really important. In basketball, they don't dribble up to half court and go, you know what? It's good enough. Here, you take the ball. No, the object is get it in the basket. In golf, the object is to get it into the hole in the least amount of strokes. Usually that doesn't happen, but that's the goal, all right? We understand that. When it's in your running track or track and field or cross country, the object is to get to the finish line and to get there as fast as you can. You don't go, oh, you know what, well, I'm kind of tired in the middle of this race. I think I'll just stop. I'll walk for a little while. No, the object is to get to that finish line as fast as you can get there. Your job. The object is to, to finish that project and hopefully get a paycheck that goes along with that. In school. The object is to get good grades or to graduate. Or even in our Christian life, as my friend preached many years ago, Moody Bible Institute, I still remember his big idea for his sermon as he's talking about grades. He said this, or to get God's 7.0. Well done, thou good and faithful servant. It's amazing, almost 50 years later, I can remember that statement because it stuck with me. That's what we want to have happen in our lives that we would get God's 7.0 is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Read, uh, my, my notes today are full of things that I've got since I wrote this sermon. <laughs> so we could be here for a long time, all right? I mean, it's just amazing the things that just kept coming and coming from various places. My friend Gary Hogue up in Denver, the generosity monk, he gives a quote by Abba Anthony back in the 200s. He says this, Whoever hammers a lump of iron first decides what he's going to make of it, a sword or an axe. Even so, we ought to make up our minds what kind of virtue we want to forge or we labor in vain. You don't have a goal. You're probably not going to get there. Or you maybe only get there halfway. But he's saying many years back, he's saying, listen, if you've got a lump of, lump of clay and you want to make something of it, you need to know what you want to make. What kind of virtue do you want out of what you're doing? And certainly we want that in our own lives and to seek the Lord and bring honor and grow and love Him today. So let's keep thinking about that. I promised last Saturday and last Sunday, you remember what my promise was to you? What's that? That's right. We wouldn't sing We Three Kings of Orient are, right? anymore last year, yes. So we're not going to sing it today either, okay? But we were concentrating on that as we were talking about the gifts that they brought of gold and frankincense and myrrh, how they represented who Jesus is as the king, as the priest, as the one, the Savior who would die for us. So I'm going to honor that promise I made to you. Not even going to start singing it myself. 
I said we wouldn't sing it. But we are going to talk about this. Wise guys, that's what we call the wise men. Wise guys make wise plans. Whatever you call them. But wise guys make wise plans. And just to give you a little heads up, we're going to head back into the book of Proverbs next week. So you can, if you want to make that your goal, to start reading it again, a chapter a day. Many of you took that project on. I'll take that project on with you to continue to read that book and get back in it. We're going to look at chapters 5 through 7 because they talk mainly about the same thing. So grab your Bible when you get a chance this week. Read through those chapters. Get yourself familiar with it as we take on that message next week. But i got one more cartoon for you. I mean, you think, if they had known all about that, what they could have made through all the licensing, the images that were used for them. So, we're not singing the song, but I had to get one more wise guy in there, okay? Joe McKeever, pastor, cartoonist, uh, great, great, great uh, man. All right. To get things started, I want to show you a video, so if you'll follow along. thinking about that, saw this video Monday or Tuesday, thinking about what to put together. It just struck me. I'm talking about wise guys, I'm thinking about the wise men that came. I mean, they, they had a goal. They made a decision. That determination that they're going to see the King of the Jews, the Messiah. It guided them on their journey. And they put that first so that they could get Bethlehem and to see Jesus Christ. As I'm thinking about that, I just typed in verses that have the word seek in them. 
came up with 30 verses. I'm going to give you about 15 or 16 of them today. And I was trying to put them together, kind of put them together kind of in a little bit of an outline fashion to make it easier to look at them. And, and I put, put this down as I was thinking this. The first thing that came to my mind was this. If you seek the Lord, you will find Him. If you seek the Lord, you will find Him. Listen, listen to these verses. Psalm 105, verse 4. You've got it up there on the screen. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek His presence, what? Continually. Not haphazardly. Not, okay, mediocrity. Okay, yeah, I'm, oh yeah, tomorrow. No. Seek the Lord continually. Seek Him and His strength for you. First and continually. And what will you get? You'll get His strength and you'll get His presence. If you'll do that, you will find Him. Isaiah 55, 6. Seek the Lord while He may be found. Call upon Him while He is near. Make the Lord a timely priority. Make the Lord a timely priority. Seize the day. Seize the day, the opportunity to be in relationship with Him. Seek Him while He may be found. Proverbs 8 had to get a Proverbs verse in here. As it says in, in chapter 8, remember it's talking about wisdom and wisdom here is speaking, personified. And so Solomon, as he writes, says this. I love those who love me, and that's wisdom. And those who seek me, wisdom, diligently find me. Now think about this. If you will seek the wisdom of God, you will get the God of wisdom. If you seek the wisdom of God, you will get the God of wisdom and love. I love those. Speaking of God's wisdom, I love those who love me. Psalm 14, 2. The Lord looks down from heaven to see if there are any who understand who seek after God. The Lord's looking down right now. He's looking down at you. He's looking at me. And does He see us as people who are seeking Him, who want His wisdom to follow Him and to obey Him and honor Him and to, to be in love and relationship with Him? Yeah, that's what we want. We want that in our lives. And He would look down and say, That's my man. That's my woman. That's my student. That's my child because they're seeking me and they're looking up toward me. Wise guys still seek him, what? First. Wise guys still seek him first. Our theme for this year is everybody in, all in. That's what we want to happen at Majestic Baptist Church. For all of us to be in. Not, not just, you know, on the outskirts. No, to be in. And to be all in. 
Not just a little bit in, but, but all in because that's what God calls us to do. We, we sang earlier the song, All I have is Christ. That's the most important thing. Seek Him first because all I have is Christ. You see, if you seek Him, you will find Him. But secondly, it's like putting these verses together. Seek Him with all your heart. All in. Seek Him with all your heart. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 29. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, and you will find Him if you search after Him with all your, and with all your, with who you are. You'll find Him but do it with everything you've got. That's what he asks of us. First Chronicles 28.9. This is the passage that we dedicated our children, our two children, to the Lord when they were born, Chaz and, and Megan. And you, Solomon, my son, know the Lord God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and thought. If you seek Him, you will find Him. But if you forsake Him, He will cast you off forever. Jazz, my son, Megan, my daughter, seek Him with your whole heart. Scott, Alicia, Seek Him with your whole heart and a willing mind to know Him and to understand who He is and what He has done for us. And you will find Him if you seek Him. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen. You'll seek Me and what? Find Me. When you seek Me with all your heart, Got both thoughts in there. Point one, point two. If you seek me, you will find me. And, and you'll find me if you seek me with your whole heart, everything you've got, who you are. And David says in Psalm 119, 11, a beautiful passage of 168, 176 verses, almost all of them mentioning the word or precepts or law, or commands. It's every one of those verses. He says, with my whole heart, I seek you. And as I do that, don't let me wander from your commandments. So easy to do, as he says in Proverbs, don't swerve to the right or to the left. Stay focused. Stay right after it. Seek Him first with your whole heart. You'll find Him. You'll find this relationship that He has for you that is so significant and powerful. Wise guys still seek Him first. Everybody in, all in. There are rewards for seeking Him. Not, not only just finding Him, but, but the Bible gives us these rewards of we seek Him as we find Him. 
First Chronicles 16.11 says this, Seek the Lord in His strength. Seek His presence continually. You ever heard that verse before? It's the first verse I started with. Interesting as I was looking at that. Wow, I thought, I've heard that verse before. It's the same verse in First Chronicles 16 that it is in Psalm 105. Matter of fact, those chapters are David speaking, giving this prayer, and there are 15 verses that are repeated in both of those passages, 105 of Psalm and First Chronicles 16. Like, whoa, that's pretty cool. I never noticed that before. Just repeating David as he puts it together, as the psalmist puts his together, and then as the chronicler puts his together, he copies and he says, this is really, really important. Seek the Lord and His strength. Seek Him, what? Continually first, yes. It's so cool. See, you get, get His strength and you get His presence. He is Emmanuel, God with us. That's what we're going to get when we seek Him. His presence with us is strength for us for the day that's before us. Second Chronicles 7.14, you probably know this one. We've repeated it many, many times in our world. If my people were called by my name, humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked then here's the reward. Then I will hear from heaven and forgive them of their sin and heal their land. Maybe all of us ought to write that verse out and type that verse and send it to our national leaders. You try all sorts of things to make it good, but here's what God says. If you will do these things, I will heal your land. Is it possible that the droughts that we have come from the fact that we're not following this verse? I can't tell you that it is, but there's a good possibility that it is. Because we haven't followed that. If my people, Christians, I mean, we can apply it broader than that, but Christians, if we would humble ourselves and pray and seek His face and turn from our wicked ways, then I will forgive your sin and I'll heal your land. That's His promise. That's the reward of seeking Him with your whole heart. Psalm forty sixteen says this, But may all who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. May those who love your salvation say continually what? Great is the Lord. One of the things I've been convicted of in my own walk with Christ is I'm not thankful enough for all that he's done for me. That'll be one of my goals that I put on my list, to be more thankful. I've got lots to be thankful for, just like you do. But I need to express it to you. I need to rejoice and be glad in, in him and what he's done for me and who he is, how he's been so kind to me. Interesting in the daily bread this morning, a little devotional that we pass out and give. There might even be some out there on the tables to help you in your walk with Christ. The verse was Philippians 4 4. You probably know it. Might even sung it before. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Rejoice, rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. 
Anybody ever sing that verse? <laughs> Any better ever, anybody ever do that verse? Yeah, it calls us to do that. To be more thankful. To rejoice and be glad in you and what you've done for us and what you've provided through Jesus Christ. Lamentations 325, that beautiful, beautiful chapter, beautiful chapter right in the midst of Jerusalem being destroyed and the people lamenting and it's so difficult and it's so hard and that's where the verse great is thy faithfulness for your compassions are new every morning and he goes on to say as Jeremiah writes that the Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him the Lord is good to that person his goodness is extended to them as they seek after him and you know this one you probably sung this verse too yeah Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? All these things will be added to you. Your need for food, your need for clothing, your need for protection, as he says in the verses before in the context. Seek him what? First. Seek him first in his kingdom. We sing, build your kingdom here. How, are you gonna, how is he going to use you to build his kingdom here? He's going to use you because you want his kingdom to be built up in your heart. His rule and His reign in your life, as that happens, then we can do His work and build His kingdom here as He builds it through us. Build your kingdom through us, God, as we seek You first. Colossians 3, 1 and 2. If then you have been raised with Christ, it's true. He's not saying if that really is that. He's saying to you that know Jesus Christ, your Savior. If then this is the case for you, you've been raised with Christ. He's given you his new life. Seek the things that are above. Where Christ is seated. Set your mind on the things that are above, not on the things that are on earth. Don't look toward those things that are earthly. Look toward those things that are heavenly, eternal. I read some of the quotes I have in my prayer list. It says this, keep your eyes focused on the eternal side of life. Keep your eyes focused on the eternal side light of life. Let that goal, let that thought, let that direction guide you, strengthen you, help you to follow Jesus Christ, knowing that's our ultimate and then Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. For those who would draw near to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Diligently seek Him. Continually seek Him. That's the reward. We live by faith. We walk in faith. Colossians 2, verse 7. Just as you received him, walk so in him, in faith. We believe that he exists and he has his purpose for us. And so we walk by faith and he will reward us for that. Interesting, this morning, got my new Today in the Word from Moody Bible Institute where I did my undergraduate work in Chicago. Then. Part of one of my goals is to do a little bit more of my time with Jesus in the morning than at nighttime because I'm probably better at it. I probably do it better. Probably I'm a little bit more awake. I'm just trying to get it done. But it's on prayer, people of prayer, this January session. 
And this is what I read in the opening article from Dr. Joe, who's the president there. He says, in Psalm 63, you know how God does this for me. I've got all these things written in here that came over the past two days, right? Here's another one just this morning. In Psalm 63, David writes from the desert of Judah that his deepest needs can be met only through God. Here's what it says, Psalm 63.1. You, God, are my God. Earnestly, I, thank you, seek you. I thirst for you. My whole being longs for you. He got both those points and my points in there. How did Dr. Job know I was going to be doing this, huh? <laughs> seek him and then seek him with your whole heart, with everything you got. He says, while we may not be in a physical desert, we too long for God's presence. Why? Because verse 3 says this. Because your love is better than life. Seek Him, you'll find Him. Seek Him with your whole heart. Why? Because you want that reward that comes and, and you'll recognize His love that is better than life. Wise guys still seek Him first. Wise guys still seek Him first. Everybody in. All in. Maybe you remember a statement we've given many times. Jesus. Nothing more. Nothing less. Nothing else. All in with Him. All in with Him. Now, as we seek Him first, maybe we could have some goals and some resolutions or some directives for our lives in five, five or six areas. I don't have a PDP for you this morning, our personal development plan. We've used those in the past. You put down what you need to do. I wrote down some of those goals this morning in my journal. I've been thinking about them for the past couple days, of course, because I knew I was going to preach on this. I want to set a good example for you. So I'm thinking about them. So, so what are two things I can do, you can do, to strengthen your relationship and your walk with God this year. If you don't put anything down, you're pretty certain to hit it. <laughs> right? If you don't have a goal, if you don't have a direction, you, you probably won't get there because you don't have anything to shoot for. So give yourself something to shoot for this year in your walk with Jesus. Maybe as we talked about in a Thursday morning men's group that we have over at May's Cafe. Maybe we should work to read the Bible. What is it, Johnny? Better. More works too, but, but how about better? Not just to get through it. I, I finished my one-year Bible, or my, reading through the Bible last, last night. But I'm thinking, how can I do that better? So, it's, so it's, it's, it sinks into me better. So the Word of God gets into me better. Well, one of the things I'm working on then, as I said, I'm going to try to read a little bit more in the morning than I do in the evening time or nighttime at 8.30 or 9 when I call it a day. Maybe that could be better for me. So I started that. I decided, you know, you probably ought to start those goals this morning. So I did. I read Genesis 1 and 2. I still have some more to read tonight, but, but i got to start with it. So I'm trying to, for myself, how can I read the word better so that it gets into me better? 
I, I have a copy here of something I got from the Billy Graham Association that I'm going to use for 30 days. It's called 30 Days Spiritual Boot Camp. It's, it's, it's got some girth to it, but it's, it's really well written. We have a warm-up, and there's a workout, and then there's a cool-down. You could get this. You can go to the Billy Graham website, and you can get this devotional. Maybe that would be a help to you, uh, 30 days of spiritual boot camp. Maybe you don't get every day in, but get some in. That'd be a great start if, if that's something that you need. Maybe you could start reading Proverbs again with us. Make that a part of your journey this month. But this, wise men still seek Him first. And if we don't put the Word of God into our lives, we're not seeking Him first. It's just an addendum to our lives. What can you do? What can I do to strengthen my relationship with the Lord in 2023? Somebody gave me this statement from Alistair Begg this week. The wise person knows that we have limited time, and the best way to spend it is on the Lord's errands. Errands, E-R-R-A-N-D-S. On His work. You have limited time, but the best way to spend it is with His work. Make it a priority. Join me in making it a priority. How can I strengthen my marriage? How can you strengthen your marriage if you're married? What can you do? I've I've got some thoughts. I'm not going to share them with you. But I've already started working on it because I know I need to do some things to strengthen my relationship with Alicia after 40 years. How about respecting, cherishing time? Make it a priority. It's really important. The joy of growth comes from that. Looking forward. How can I strengthen my relationship with my kids or my grandkids if you have them? How can I pray for them? You've got the 31 biblical virtues that are in the track rack back there by the, the information table that you can pray for your kids. Today is salvation. Would you pray for your kids and grandkids that salvation would spring up within them, that they would know Christ and follow Him all their days? What a beautiful way to pray. And tomorrow we pray for grace. And third, we pray for love. And Fourth, we pray for honesty and integrity. I've been doing this now for about 20 years, praying every day for my kids, each of these requests. What a way to have some direction in your life. Not just, well, Lord, bless them today. Hope they have a good day. No, this is what I'm praying. I'm praying these biblical virtues for my kiddos. Get that card. It's well worth having and helping each guy. We have the joy of influence. That's the reward as we focus in on this. How about how can I strengthen my relationship with the NBC family? To make it a priority. To be involved in Sunday school. To be involved in a small group. Because God's called us into community. To be together. And to help one another. And to care for one another. And to be cared for. What's the joy, the reward of that? The joy of friendships. And feeling like you belong. How can I strengthen my serve for the Lord? As I seek Him first. I have shape. Spiritual gifts, heart, ability, personality, experience that God wants me to use in the body of Christ. And if I use it, the body's strengthened. It's more healthy. If I don't use it, we're missing you. 
We're missing what you can contribute. What's the joy? That joy is serving. And delight it is to be a part of a team. The joy of friendships as we serve together. And lastly, as I'm thinking about this, what what are two things I can do to, to reach the people that I know that don't know Jesus? They don't have a relationship with Him. What's two things I can do to be a part of their lives and to help them see Jesus in me? Well, there's six things. There's six categories there for you just to put some thoughts down. I guarantee if you put some thoughts down, review that every once in a while, it will help you to get done what's important and valuable to you. Here's a few more that I got from a man named Chuck Lawless. He says, one, tell somebody something about the goodness of God each day. I like that. Tell something, tell somebody something about the goodness of God every day. He said this, secondly, pray with somebody daily. With your family, somebody in your family, somebody outside your family, maybe you're on the phone with them and they share a need, you can pray with them. Third, he says this, memorize at least two scriptures each month. You can do it. I know I've heard people say, oh, I can't memorize things. Yes, you can, because I know you memorize things. It's all a part of us. Does it more work for others? Yeah, definitely. But you can do it. Those little verses that are at the top of the daily bread and your devotional thing, that's what I'm working on this year is try to memorize a few of those each week. Second, Second Timothy 4, 7. I fought the good fight. I've got it written down somewhere. I fought the good fight. Trying to memorize it, I said. <laughs> I have finished the race. I've kept the faith. Doesn't seem like it should be that hard, but it is right now. That's not trying to memorize that. And then today's verse, well, I already know that. Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Okay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> Got that one down, right? But I'm trying to take those little verses, and if I could get two or three of those each week, amazing what that could do to strengthen my relationship with the Lord and have them available to be able to use when they're necessary. Um, his fourth thing is this. Get to know a missionary family in ministry this year. That's a good thing. We've got 30 of them that you can get to know of through us if you would like to know somebody. We can give you the information so you have that opportunity. What a cool thing to be able to do. Decide today, his last one, decide today and every day this year that you will finish 2023 well. I always try to finish the end of the year well, okay? Why? Because I want a little bit of a head start into the next year. I need a little bit of a push to get me going. I need a push to seek the Lord first. To seek the Lord first. All right. We're going to take a moment, so I'm going to ask you right now, we think about seeking Him first. It's one of the things we do when we take the Lord's Supper. So, would you stand and come? There's stations right here, right in front of you in your second. Would you go and get the elements and then bring them back and be seated and I'll guide you as we seek Him first through the Lord's Supper.
And so thinking um, through how to present the Lord's Supper and His work uh, before us today. I was thinking of what's in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And I was thinking about the video that we saw earlier. Remember it said, welcome to 2023. It's a chance to look back and look ahead. And that's what the Lord's Supper is. It's a chance to look back at what he has done for us. His death and his burial and his resurrection on our behalf. And also, it is a chance to look forward, look ahead to his second coming, what he's going to do for us when he comes again. His first coming, salvation, a savior. Second, we look forward to what he's going to come as the deliverer and the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is that, but as he comes that way. But also, I was thinking of this, it's a time to look inward. For I received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he said, This is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death, looking back, until he comes, looking ahead. But then he says, look inward. Whoever therefore eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty concerning the body and blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat of the bread and drink of the cup. So, I'm going to ask you right now, what I want you to think about. I want you to look back. Look back. Think about what it cost Jesus to take your sin upon his body and hang on the tree. Thank him for doing that. Thank you for coming forth from the grave on the third day. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord, for what you've done for us. Now look inward. Examine yourself. Are there things that you need to confess to Him? If so, just tell Him. sin when I didn't. Da, 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 da. And be honest with him because he knows anyway. <laughs> now thank him for his forgiveness. Now look ahead. Look forward. 
This is a reward for those who look forward to his coming. The crown of righteousness. Thank him that he's coming again. That he hasn't forgotten us. And maybe even ask him to come today. Jesus, in the night that he was betrayed, gave thanks and he broke the bread it says and he said this is my body which is for you do this in remembrance of me so let's eat together same way also he took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant to my blood do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me for as often as you eat this bread and drink the cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he Thank you, Father, for sending your Son. Thank you, Jesus, for coming of your own accord and humble submission to the Father's plan and giving your life for us. And thank you, Spirit, in the same way, coming reside in us who know Jesus as our Savior. And the ministry you carry on for us. We are grateful and thankful. It's in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Spirit that we say Amen.